0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the University of Washington's ThriveCast, the podcast designed to help School of Medicine faculty thrive. I'm Trish Kritik, and today I'm joined by Puneet Vargava. Puneet is a professor of radiology and an expert in time management skills. Thanks so much for joining us today, Puneet.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Maybe you could start by talking to the listeners and me a little bit about what, what made you invest in learning more about time management? How did this become one of your things that you, I would argue are now an expert on, but really have invested in over the last many years?
1: Yeah, so this really started out as a survival mechanism. Um, becoming a time management expert of sorts was never the intention, but being able to survive and hopefully thrive as a faculty was certainly a non-negotiable that I gave, gave myself. So when I started off as faculty, uh, I was told that I should be an excellent educator, I should be you know, an astute clinician, and I should be a world-class researcher. I thought to myself, how on earth am I gonna do this? So that led me to um, talking to a lot of senior faculty who I thought were successful, and I asked them for their tips and they gave me a variety of tips and they were somewhat useful. And then I had a secondary idea saying how do CEOs manage their lives? So they have 5,000, 10,000 employees scattered across continents, and they're able to run marathons, do amazing things. And here I am, I can't even manage myself. Um, so that led me to reading a lot of books. And, and um, by the time I was done with the round one of this exercise, it was about six months into my job and I really hadn't started on anything Um, So one of my colleagues suggested that um, since I have wasted uh, six months on all this reading, I might as well get some academic credit and write something about it. So I started with a small column, I sent it to a supplement newsletter feature of one of our radiology journals and um, I sent it to them and I never heard back for two or three months. And I was wondering what was going on, so I ended up calling them and and somehow they knew my name, and I thought, "Oh my gosh, um they probably thought this was one of the most ludicrous things somebody has ever done, so they kind of have all heard about me. But they decided to feature me um and so we got featured with a couple of my colleagues with our pictures, and people you know heard about somebody in in radiology interested in this topic and and then we ended up um, writing it as a legitimate two-part article in one of the journals. Um, it was our second attempt at, at getting this work published. The first one was, had a really bad rejection, which almost said, why on earth would somebody write this? But the second one, we ended up being featured on the cover page. Um, that led to uh, our National Society finding out about this kind of work and there being interest and there being increasing burnout in many specialties, including ours. And so there was a need of it. So one thing led to another, led to some courses. And then we started doing um, some faculty development uh, programs um, with the School of Medicine. Um, and then I was spending more and more time learning and refining and helping others. and uh, And here I am. Well, that's
0: a great story. I think it highlights, first of all, your perseverance. And second of all, your ability to think about how an area of interest turns into something that you turn into scholarship, which is, I think, great role modeling for all of our listeners. Um, And one of the reasons we're talking is because you just did a workshop for the faculty, which I really thoroughly enjoyed. And you gave a lot of different tips for folks to think about how they can be more productive and, and strategies. And I was gonna ask you to say, if you had to prioritize two or three of those tips, for folks listening what are those things that you think here's some ideas on how to be more productive and i and i think so we don't overwhelm folks we'll go with two or three that kind of have bubbled up to the top in all this work that you've done
1: yeah so i think i think the number one tip is to plan so plan how you're going to spend your time plan what's important to you plan your goals and then so big picture planning, but then also at the micro level, at a daily level, how the little things we do actually connect to that bigger plan. Now, it's okay to have a few days here and there, uh, not having the things connect. But if weeks, months go by and there's not much that we're doing at a daily, weekly level that is connecting to what we're trying to achieve, there's a disconnect. So as much as possible, having an alignment and, and having a plan. So a, a really cool Code comes to mind, uh, and this is by um, a time management expert called Jim Rowan, where he talks about, don't start your day until your day is done. Uh, so the idea is that uh, the night before, you plan about your big goals for the day, and in your mind, live your day. So most of us know when our clinics are or what meetings we have or what grants are do. So we have a rough idea of what our day is gonna look like. And so imagining that day and finding areas, blocks of time where we will try to fit in what we want to do and living that in our head and then starting your day. So when you try and and do this a couple of times and master it, then scale it up and then say, don't start your week until your week is done and don't start your month until your month is done and so forth. So I think planning is key. Um, Uh, A minute spent planning is an hour saved, Um, so I think planning is one of the biggest part of these ideas.
0: Let me ask a follow-up question to that because I I like that and I do that in some ways. I also have juxtaposed with that a variety of to-do lists in a variety of different places. So how do you see to-do lists or lists of stuff that I want to fit into that plan or need to fit into that plan fitting with the The planning part.
1: Yes. So I'm glad you asked that because I think, you know, to-do lists can be um, very pseudo-satisfying if used incorrectly because, you know, as humans, we're, we're drawn to things that are easy, right? So we look at that list and we're like, oh, these things, three things are easy, So, and we do that in five minutes or less. And before you know, you've got three out of the four things done and you're very pseudo satisfied because you're like having a great day, but you haven't really achieved much because you've left the big picture items untouched. So increasingly what I'm trying to do is trying to focus on the most difficult things, um, the things that you've postponed a lot, the things you've probably moved on from day to day and trying to avoid because they're hard. But they lead to progress and finding the high energy moments in the day, uh, which for most of us is the early part of the day before we're tired um, and trying to fit in those those things that really lead to big progress mm-hmm. early on in the day of the high energy moments of the day and leaving these tasks, which I call meaningless tasks because they, they have to be done. But in the big picture, they don't lead to much progress in the Low energy parts of your day, so maybe later on in the day when you're in between meetings or in between readouts as a radiologist, like whenever you have to use less brain power or no brain power and do these tasks in those part of the day, that I find you get a lot more out of your day than if you were to just randomly go through a list that has hasn't been thought about in that particular fashion.
0: I think that's really helpful. And you said that at the last, at the workshop that we did last week. And it's funny because I kind of naturally do that, but now I've intentionally done it. For me, it's writing those emails that are particularly challenging that I need to somehow bring people together or communicate something. Um, I do that at the start of the day naturally, but now I somewhat more intentionally get those done at the start of the day. Um, And I definitely am somebody who is best at the start of the day. End of the day, forget it. Um, okay, so one big bucket would be planning, and we kind of talked about to do list. Do you have another big kind of pearl around
1: yes, productivity? I do, and um, the thing is to stay organized, right? So I think if you look at you know historically people who have been wildly successful, you'll see that a few of them were very disorganized and have been successful. I think those are freaks. I think <laughs> I think I think most people who are overachievers and make a big difference in people's lives. Have a method about themselves um, and that is what i mean by by staying organized so it doesn't mean that you don't have clutter everybody has clutter but try to minimize that uh-huh. because so that you can really focus on the task at hand so um the thing that the, the big things that i focus on staying organized is that you know keep all the files labeled easy to find so that if you're trying to repeat something you don't have to reinvent the wheel you can always dig up from something in the past that you've done and build on it rather than try to do it from scratch again. Um, don't spend time retrieving stuff uh, that you've done in the past. Those should be like, things should be organized so that the high energy moments are, are spent on creation rather than retrieval. So I think you know we we get joy in being creative and creating new awesome content now, when I say content, that can be science, it can be teaching, it 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 can be, you know, whatever you want to do. Uh, but the more time you spend in this creative realm, um, is what will bring joy and satisfaction and meaning to our lives.
0: Yeah, I think organization is resonates with me as well. And I think one of the things I heard you talk about were some electronic strategies to do that. Um, and I don't want you to necessarily feel like you have to. Re- advertise for some product. But are there any kind of pearls around electronic strategies to keep things organized that you want to share with folks?
1: Yeah, one one really easy thing that I do is um, I have a I I, I give folders like really long names um, and that's by design. So I put in the year that I worked on the project. If the project was for a particular society or a a theme, I put that and I put a, a a long title at the end of it. Um, and that's by design. And the real reason is that if I can remember the year, the word, or the meeting, or the group, I can find those materials in an instance in any search bar that I use. So it saves me a lot of time. And then the other thing is to like actually back up your content, because uh, what would be worse than losing years of your work because your heart disk crashed? So definitely use some sort of solution to back up your files because, you know, losing losing all these years where the work would be catastrophic for most people.
0: I couldn't agree more. And I thought that was really interesting about the title names, uh, folders, because I think a lot of times we try to be succinct or yes. pithy. And what that does is make it harder to search them. So I, I think that's a great small tidbit for people to hang on to and be descriptive so you can... Use the words that you know you'll use when you're trying to find those those folders later. I'm a big folders person, so I'm with you 100%. Um, is there one more pearl that you wanna make sure everybody hears about? Because I wanna talk to you a little bit more uh, about email specifically, but I yes. don't wanna take away if you had a third pearl that you wanted to share about productivity.
1: I think the other thing is, you know, this, uh, you know the full name of this area that people have explored is personal productivity, right? I think the word personal is really important. And if you notice in all of our sessions that we've done over the years, we, we tend to do these sessions where we give lots of different ideas. So I tend to think of this as, you know, you lay down some of the different options that people have and everybody needs to start on their personal productivity journey. So you need to do some mini experiments and see what works and what sticks and what, what you like what you actually enjoy doing and, and, and keep them and grow them um, and explore. So some things will not work. There's no one size that fits all formula here. Everybody has to start and undertake their own journey based on their individual needs. All of us are innately different. So some things we're really, really good at and those things come naturally to us. And there are some things that are not necessarily difficult, but they don't naturally come to us. Mm -hmm. So we have to identify those things that if there are some really important things that are not coming naturally to us, are there any electronic solutions? Are there any other ideas that we need to embrace? And then the science is that you know at 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 66 days of repeating the same activity, it actually becomes a habit. So so when it becomes a habit, it's actually easier to do the habit than to actually not do the habit. The the joke I like to crack at at, at talking about habits is nobody has trouble brushing their teeth it would actually be very hard to not brush your teeth in the morning because it's a habit so i think when you find a solution you try to make it a habit such that when you cultivate it it just happens naturally and then once you've built a habit try to move on to the next good habit and and over time you know you you'll exponentially build on these and it's potentially life changing
0: i think that's a great way to end that part of our conversation and i think those are really useful and wonderful pearls for people to have. I'll add that there are other resources available on the faculty development website that folks can go to to learn more about many of these tips that Puneet just shared with us about time management. To listen to more episodes of Thrivecast, you can find them at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also find them at the UW School of Medicine faculty website. Thanks for listening and have a great day.